Good morning. Welcome back to another episode of Hit Bodies. It is your host, Chelsea Pleasant, and I am here with our one week till Christmas episode. Do we call this a pre-Christmas episode? I don't know what to call it, but I just cannot believe how fast this holiday season went by. I mean, now it doesn't sound so crazy to have all your presents wrapped by Thanksgiving, huh? I didn't have a bad idea by doing that. I have completely forgotten what everything is though. Like I will be just as surprised on Christmas morning as my children are. So good morning. Welcome back. And if you're new here, I just, I thank you for listening. What this podcast is, is it's kind of an extension of my workout program. My name is Chelsea. I started a workout program back in 2017 where I work out live and it's like, you're my workout buddy every day. And over the last several years, I have had two babies. I have had my own weight loss journeys. I've had my own struggles and I just bring my clients along for the ride. And so the podcast is essentially an extension of that. And I started it a little over a year ago now and tribute to be honest, over the last year, I've been on a weight loss journey myself and I'm, I'm still on it. So week after week, I am giving you updates on my <laughs> weight loss journey was just it's honestly can I just be real it's embarrassing it's embarrassing like I just feel like I should be done by now but whatever anyway I actually just paused it real quick and I like listened to it back and it sounded very echoey so I'm going up to my bedroom where there's just like you know carpet and I don't know less echoey it probably doesn't even matter like you guys I use my phone like sound quality is not of the utmost importance to me but anyway just went up a flight of stairs and I'm out of breath but to be fair I did just work out you guys so how are you? How was your weekend? Can I tell you about my weekend? Okay, so if you're new here, then I just quick catch up. I applied my son to this really small, super adorable private school for kindergarten. And we found out this weekend he got in. We're so excited because we're so in love with this school, but it's also just, it's an intimidating feeling because the school is obviously expensive. it's a private school. It's going to be expensive, right? And we logically knew that, but there was also like, maybe we won't get in and then it's not meant to be. And then we figure something else out, right? But he got in and he had like, he had a whole interview process and everything. Like it's a thing because it's a very small school. So anyway, I am excited, but like at the same time, it just feels like I'm spending so much money to not live what I had initially planned, which was like to be this like homeschooling garden growing mom like let let's go over like the the dream right when when my child was like one I was like we're gonna garden together and we're gonna learn life skills and like all that kind of stuff right and fast forward many years later I I don't want to say I've given up on gardening but like I just don't think it's for me like I'm I'm very bad at it. Like I can't keep things alive. I don't remember to water things. It feel why does watering stuff feel like such just another chore that that you just have to do you can't get ahead on it. You know, like if you do like all your laundry at once, you at least have a few days off, you know? But what, you got to you got to water that garden. You got to pull weeds. And and you know when people say like your garden has like a disease like, I don't know what the difference between, like, a disease is versus just, like, a thirsty plant versus – and, like, I don't know what to do about all those things. And, like, truthfully, I find it very confusing when I'm, like, trying to learn. So, I don't know. I'm just – I'm not – yeah, like, I, I the, the vision I had for who I would be as a mom is different than, like, what is unfolding in front of me. And that's okay, but there's, like, some guilt and some, like, weirdness there. Like, even – okay – 
being like traveling and homeschooling. Like I have this friend on Facebook and she had her son right around the same time as me. And she refers to like what she's doing as like world schooling. And she's like traveling a ton with her son and they're going all over the world. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, the cost of this friggin' tuition, I could travel around the world too. Right. And I'm like, should I be, should I like be shuffling and figuring it out so we could travel more? Would that be the right thing to do? I just, I don't know. Like my, I don't know what the right thing to do is there. So I'll tell you what part of me is thinking. So this school only goes to fifth grade. So maybe like after fifth grade, then we could live that life. I don't know. But then I, then I feel like it's always that someday, someday, as soon as like you, you know, we put things off that we feel like we should be doing. It's like we should be doing it now, right? I don't know. Do, do you guys know what I'm saying? There, it's just an, I don't know. It, it, something isn't feeling right. Something isn't feeling right and I can't put my finger on it and I will keep you posted on like what we ultimately decide to do. If I'm going to send Kevin to school, I can't think of a better school than that one, truthfully. That is the one. That is where he will go if he goes to school. But I think it's like this, all right, Chelsea, it's time to be that homeschool mom you dreamed of. Like now's the time, right? And but then there's also this like Kevin has a spot at, in my opinion, the best school in town. I couldn't think of a better spot for him, you know. So I don't know. Anyway, I'll shut up. Let's move on. For this. some of you are probably so sick of hearing about like this. You're like, it's just not that serious. It's school, okay? But it's serious to me. Okay, what I want to talk about is having goals without having goals. I know. I know. Okay. So I was thinking about this whole week and like the week before Christmas, I don't know about you, but like, it just doesn't feel like I'm going to be going anywhere. And the same, and it almost feels the same, like right after Christmas, except I wrap Christmas up immediately. I decorate early and I clean up early, early in, early out, like Costco. Yeah. If you didn't know that, that's like a thing at Costco. I used to work at corporate in the buying division. And one of the things they do is early in, early out like they're trying they get all their Christmas stuff up early or like whatever seasonal stuff they get it in early and they want to sell through it early and then they'll mark it down like before that holiday even hits right so they can move on to the next stuff anyway what was the point of that oh okay we're talking about having goals without having goals so this week I don't foresee myself making (laughs) big moves in my fitness journey in terms of like I don't know. This is going to be a week where I have noticeable change, right? But I think I can still have goals. And those goals can be, I want to hit 10,000 steps a day. I need to drink 100 ounces of water a day. Lord, I need to drink 100 ounces of water a day. I am so dehydrated. Why has, can I tell you what it is? My daughter pulls the, she has this new thing in some of my 40 ounce tumblers the straws can come all the way out. Some of them they can't and some of them they can. And she pulls them out and chucks them. And then so I don't feel comfortable putting it back in. So I try to just drink out of the tumbler without the straw, which you can, but like, wow, world of difference to not have a straw. Like I have drank a fraction as, as much water as normal. So if you are struggling to get water in, I have heard it ages your mouth to drink with the straw, but I, but like being dehydrated also also ages you. So like, I don't, I don't know like what the, what the answer is, but I'm going to drink more water and I'm going to use a straw. Okay. So anyway, that's, that's that 10,000 steps a day. And then the biggest thing is I am just going to enjoy this week. As far as the food goes, like I, I'm going to make some of like 
my cult favorites in my household, one of them being Steakhouse Shepherd's Pie. If you know, you know. I've talked about this multiple times. It's one of my favorite recipes. It's a Rachel Ray. So it's um, like a blue cheese mashed potato on top of like a, it's like mushrooms and onions and ground beef with like the gravy and the Worcestershire and you have bacon bits on top and like it is so freaking good. Just type in Steakhouse Shepherd's Pie Rachel Ray and you'll find it. It's a Food Network recipe. It's so good. Anyway, like the those are the kind of things on my list this week. I'm just enjoying myself. Right after Christmas, we're getting back into my low-carb life. I feel best that way. As far as like feeding my family, what I do for the kids is like I'll make like a meat sauce for pasta. I'll make spaghetti for them and either like sauteed cabbage or something like that for us. And if the kids want some of the sauteed cabbage, like I'll throw it at them, but like I'll also just give them regular spaghetti. You know what I mean? Things like that. And so I'm just kind of planning in advance right now and I will communicate all of that to Hit Bodies. Now I have to tell you this new thing we're doing inside Hit Bodies that I'm so excited about. So what I find helps keep me on track the most is having a plan. And I and, and some of you might be like, well, duh. Okay, but listen, on Fridays, I'm doing meal plan and chat Fridays. So it's super casual. Every Friday, I, th- I can't remember what time I put it out. I think it's like 10 a.m. Eastern time or something like that. I'm going to go on Facebook Live. We're going to make our meal plan for the week together. We're going to put our grocery pickup order in together. We're going to be putting recipes in the comments together. Okay, we're all in this together. Okay, so it might be a longer chat and maybe you just listen. Maybe you don't participate, but maybe even just seeing someone else do it motivates you. But imagine getting that done on Friday for the next week. So Sunday morning, you go pick up your groceries and it's done. You put your groceries away and you can enjoy your Sunday because I just feel like Sundays I'm trying to do it all, you know, and if you can at least get that chore done and just simply go pick up the groceries, world of difference, world of difference. So I just wanted to tell you about that because I'm, I just feel like that's a really good idea. Okay. And I, I want you to steal that idea. I feel like it's going to improve your life. And I'm just out here trying to make hip bodies, not just a place to get good workouts, but a place to keep you on your fitness journey. You know what I mean? I don't feel, okay, that's not true. I do like, of course I get my feelings hurt when people like leave my workouts to do someone else's workouts. But at the same time, I get it. Like I get that you need to switch it up. What like really hurts is when I can't, like when people can't, don't want to show up at all. You know, they still don't have the motivation to show up because I'm out here going live every day, trying to give you like something fun and new to do every day, like opening a little workout surprise. You know what I'm saying? It's so much fun and it's always evolving. So if you, speaking of, okay, let's just, we got to get into it. I, you know, this podcast is sponsored by Hip Bodies. <laughs> that is the podcast. So if you want to support this podcast, all I ask is that you give Hip Bodies a shot. Um, I'm going to be opening up registration this week as we kind of get ready for the new year. And it would mean the world to me if you joined. Um, it's going to be the best deal to do either the quarterly or the annual membership. And I do that because I want you to be committed. One of the things that helped me in the beginning of my fitness journey was to put more skin in the game. When I like spent a little bit more money, then I was like, oh, now I really got to do it. Right. And so 
that's why the annual membership, it's a little bit more money up front, but you're getting a better deal in the long run. So it's kind of like a win, win, win. You're going to be more committed and you get a better deal. Like it's, yeah. Anyway, go to hitbodies.com. You can try out the workouts for free and you'll get an email when registration opens. Moving on, I want to talk about how, <laughs> should, what should we call me? Dr. Chelsea? No. But okay, I'm going to talk about joint pain. So joint pain is so, so interesting to me. And I talk about this a lot on the workouts, but I don't think I've ever talked about it on the podcast. And I think it can be really, really helpful knowledge for you. And this is something that I learned about at the beginning of my fitness journey, because what got me into fitness was severe lower back pain, like lower back pain that was so bad I couldn't bend over without holding myself up on my legs. Okay. And if you've ever been in that type of pain in any joint or any part of your body, and it's just like, it's chronic, it's not going away, like you know how desperate you are to fix it. So let's kind of talk about this. So my husband, he had knee pain and he texted me out of nowhere last week and he was like, I need to see a physical therapist. And he's texting me this because he like doesn't understand how our health care works or whatever. So I was like, okay, I'll take care of it. So I started looking for like a, you know, whatever, like a general practitioner that could give us a referral to a physical therapist. You know, that's that. But in the meantime, it wasn't getting any better throughout the week. And I kept saying like, can I, can I work on it? And he's like, no, finally this weekend, he let me work on it. And I started out. One thing I know about joints is when the joint hurts, it's typically the issue is not in the joint itself. Even though you're like, no, it hurts there. Like my elbow hurts or my wrist hurts. It's going to be the muscles surrounding it and people do not understand how that could possibly be the tension on those muscles from being like overworked inflamed not stretched out just like tight and like pissed off basically and so as you can relax and relieve those then that will take the tension off the joint and so I was asking Cameron where it hurt in his knee again I'm not a physical therapist I'm not a doctor I'm none of those things but I'm someone that like has seen enough of these situations and like especially knees to be able to figure it out. So like when it comes to knee pain, the first place that I go is it's this teardrop shaped muscle right above the knee, like on the, like, so right above the knee and on the inside. Okay. And I never say it right. It was like vestus medialis or something like that, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Anyway, it's that teardrop shaped muscle. So usually I start there and I start like kind of massaging that and seeing if that takes some tension off. And when I say massaging it, give it a solid two minutes of just working it. Okay. And then the quads and then the IT bands. So the quads are right above the knee. It's that big, long muscle and the IT bands run down the side of the leg on the outside. So basically like from your hip down to your knee and massaging that and sometimes most people their IT bands when they start massaging it it feels like a bruise like you're touching a bruise and you're like whoa ouchies that's a really tight angry muscle you don't have to put a ton of pressure on it where you're like crying but you do need to kind of help work that out like start by stretching it and then massaging it and all of those things are going to help take that pressure off the knee well none of that was working on camera none of my usual spots but I know what my husband does for his exercises. He goes on runs on concrete with zero warm-up and zero stretching after. So where does that lead me? The calf. And he was saying that his knee hurt like behind a little bit. Like not not like at the front, but like behind. But not, not in the back. It was confusing. But I was like, 
let me work on your calves. So I did. And he was like crying, just like the littlest touch. And he was like, ow, 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 ow. You know, I was like, okay, this is what it is. So I worked on it for probably like five to 10 minutes. And sure enough, he was like, oh my gosh, you're a miracle worker. My knee feels better. And I was like, yay. Like he was so happy. Okay. But then here's the problem. You know what he did? He got cocky and he ran around and then his knee started hurting again. I'm like, yeah, like you can't just immediately, like you, this is going to take time. You need to like, we're not done with your calves. Your calves are easily going to tighten up and get pissed off again. So we need to like stretch them out, continue massaging them and like, you know, letting them loosen up. So hopefully, hopefully we can get them back into, (laughs) back to a good place. But anyway, when it comes to the joints, you know, and my husband is like the king of joint pain. He also has like a lot of pain in his elbow. And so if you're someone that's ever suffered from that, I find the forearms and the triceps, a lot of that is linked to the elbow pain. And if you're one of those people that suffers from shoulder pain, I think a lot of that has to do with posture. And like, again, it's like causing tension on those muscles because of the way that posture is. And so one of the, I got this tip from a massage therapist and I'll never forget it. She was like, if you work from home or like it's not totally inappropriate to put like a mirror at your desk, you're naturally going to have better posture while you work because you'll see yourself and no one likes to see themselves being like totally hunched over, right? Like you see yourself and you're like, Ooh, and like you naturally like kind of fix it and try to look more normal, you know? But like, if you don't see yourself, you'll just be like hunchback of Notre Dame while you're working all day. You know what I'm saying? So I thought that was a really good tip. And so uh, when it comes to the lower back, that was the one I wanted to get to because I, I experienced that. So your lower back, again, it can be so many things because there's so many, there's so much stuff surrounding it. But I want you to think of like everything, like from your rib cage to your butt being a part of your core. It's all connected and it's all working together to like kind of stabilize and support you. But there is this muscle called the piriformis and it's like, you you just have to Google it. Cause like, I'm going to try to explain where it is, but if you Google it or, you know, if you have someone in your life that can kind of like show you where it is, but it's basically like at the top of your butt, a little bit towards the outside and it is so tight on everyone and it feels so good when someone massages it. I'm pretty sure if you just go get a massage, they're not like automatically going to give you a butt massage, but you need a butt massage. Everyone needs a butt massage. Okay. So, and and it's specifically like your piriformis, your hips, all of that just gets so tight from like sitting all day, um, from a lot of different things, whether you exercise or not, it's going to be tight. Okay. So your piriformis, how do you kind of like work on that on your own? That's where like you see people like sitting on a softball, which what a weird name for a softball, right? Because it's like hard as a rock, but a tennis ball, just something that you can kind of put some pressure on it with. That might even be too much for some of you, but for me, that feels great. Foam rollers are amazing. I think foam rollers can be a little bit much for someone that's like first starting out. I don't know. Maybe I should do like a foam rolling class on YouTube or something. I'm not the best foam roller because I get really antsy and like switch it up too fast. But if you think that would be helpful, definitely let me know because I would love to help you with that. Um, All this to say, if you are suffering from like joint pain and stuff like that, the other thing to keep in mind, anything that ends in itis is inflammation. Okay. Arthritis, tendonitis, um, 
what's that plantar fasciitis, all of that. It's inflammation. And so that can be caused by the things you're doing on a day-to-day basis, maybe the things you're not doing on a day-to-day basis, like stretching things out, letting them relax, right? Um, It can also be caused by the food you put in your body, which some people will just roll their eyes so hard. But certain foods can be really inflammatory and maybe even more so for some people than other people, right? Like you might have a food intolerance for whatever reason, that someone else doesn't have. You know, the human body, like, yes, it like overall works the same from person to person. But as far as like what our bodies can take, it's like we have a whole lifetime of things that like lead up to that, right? Um, And a big one that I always mention, if you are suffering from joint pain, I'm sorry, you know what I'm going to say, alcohol, highly inflammatory. And so by eliminating alcohol, that can also help really reduce like inflammation in the body and therefore the itises. And again, I am not saying that I am a doctor. These are just like general tips for a more, I don't don't want to say like root cause because it might not be the root cause, right? Like arthritis is an autoimmune condition, right? Like there's a lot that plays into it. But if you can bring down that inflammation, then that can be a really good starting point. Is Is that a better way for me to say it? I don't know. Anyway, I appreciate you guys listening. Sometimes I just feel like I'm all over the place and then I feel weird. Like I feel like I got too cocky with what I was saying and I need to like backtrack. Okay, let's move on. So I had some, I've had a few people talking to me about like saturated fat and cholesterol and that kind of stuff. And I just got to like, I got to real quick dive into this just a little bit. Have you guys ever heard of Ansel Keys? So Ansel Keys did a study back in, let let me just Google it because I actually don't remember. Ansel Keys, let's see. He did a study that was not good. It was not good. Okay. Um, he was the American physiologist who studied the influence of diet on health. Okay. And he was 1904. He lived until 2004. Dang. Okay. Well, he was basically, he studied epidemiology of cardiovascular disease. And so he was basically the person behind demonizing saturated fat. So like butter, whole milk, things like that. And so people started because of Ansel Keys, that's where margarine was introduced and, um, like drinking low-fat milks, fat-free foods, things like that. <clears throat> Fast forward, it has been pretty pretty recognized, I think, by most people at this point that that was not a good way to study it. So epidemiology is, it's the study of things that occur based on like different groups of people, different locations. To me, kind of what I've gathered as I've learned about Ansel Keys and this whole thing is correlation does not equal causation. And that's kind of the big issue with epidemiology. It's not to say that it's never a helpful way to conduct research, but it, you know, in the case of Ansel Keys, it really steered our country in the wrong direction in terms of like nutritional advice for a really long time. If you want to learn more about this, there's a book called, I think it's called Big Fat Lie. Let me see. It's by Nina and you know what, even a better one, listen to the Joe Rogan podcast with Nina Tykoltz. That's, I'll, maybe I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Um, is it, I don't, that's not on YouTube anymore. It's like only on Spotify, right? I don't know. Anyway, Nina Tykoltz, she, she wrote a book called Big Fat Something. Oh, The Big Fat Surprise. The Big Fat Surprise, Why Butter, Meat, and Cheese Do Belong in a Healthy Diet by Nina Tykoltz. Um, I highly recommend reading that and kind of understanding that I just don't feel like I'm very good at explaining it because I'm going to be honest, like I'm not, I'm not well-versed 
in all of that. But, you know, there's several different doctors and researchers. Nina Teicholz is a journalist, but she just like really dove into the data. And I can't remember her whole story. It's been so long since I've like looked into this stuff and read that book, but she is really good at explaining it. And her Joe Rogan episode was like one of the ones that kind of got me to dive down that rabbit hole a little bit. So Nina Teicholz, look it up. She's really good. She also has a TED talk, it looks like. Yeah, she has a, that that would be great. Just look at her TED talk. Um, Okay, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Does that sound good? I got to tell you, I'm reading the comments on her TED talk right now. And it's like, went keto again after 25 years of languishing on dietary food guide. Never felt better. Lost 25 pounds in six months. Blood work is amazing. Look amazing. And this other one, exceptional. I've been following the low carb, high fat diet for a few months. My high blood pressure and high levels of compact small LDL cholesterol have gone back to perfect levels and I've lost almost all excess weight. Oh, all excess weight. And I feel great. Yeah. I mean, there, the comments it's, you know, my mom, she recently went back to keto because if you don't know this about my mom, she's type two diabetic and a lot of doctors are not pro low carb diets. And even a lot of dietitians aren't, um, it's not to say they all aren't back in Seattle. My mom had a great, like she even kind of like showed her endocrinologist, like, I'm going to try this. And my mom got off all her medications. Well, then when she moved here, actually it was like when she went back to work, like stress got the best of her and you know, whatever. So anyway, she kind of went downhill again. And then like the doctors here were like, don't do it. Don't do low carb, blah, blah, blah. And so she listened and she's just been struggling and getting on more and more medications. And then like fast forward, she's been on a low carb diet for just like, I don't know, like a month and a half. And they've already pulled one of her medications because like her numbers are amazing. So I don't know, like I'm just, I'm just such a believer in a low carb diet and I will admit like it's hard to do it all the time, but I think if you can do it like a majority of the time, like that's where that, like, I think 80, 20 is a little generous. Like I would, for me, I think like 90, 10 is a really good balance. Like a majority of the meals a week, maybe like one off meal a week. I don't think there's anything wrong with like slipping out of ketosis once a weekend. Like it's, you know, yeah, like here I am like preaching a low carb diet and I'm like, I'm not this week, but like, yeah, I don't know. I, I need, I need to like decide like, is this going to be as I, as I kind of get into like maintenance mode and stuff, like, do I want to do a low carb diet for life? Like I, I feel so amazing on it. I don't know. Well, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But anyway, how's it going guys? How's it going? I'm talking about all sorts of stuff today. I, I didn't have much of a game plan for today. I I actually I'm trading a client in a in like 20 minutes and I just wanted to start recording and I had a few ideas of what I wanted to talk about, but I feel like I've actually done a pretty good job today. Would you agree? No. Um the other thing I did want to mention, somebody was asking me like, you know, Chelsea, like how were you not eating enough protein before? And I wanted to kind of talk about that because if you don't remember back in the beginning of my weight loss journey, I was like not losing weight either I was not losing weight or I completely tanked my milk supply. And this was like pretty early on in my postpartum journey where like I couldn't do that. And when I say I was tanking my milk supply, I had evidence. My daughter went from like the 50th percentile down to like the 12th. Okay. Like it was being affected. And so the thing is, is like, I think for a lot of people, a hundred grams of protein is adequate. Like I think they're going to be fine. But when you breastfeed, you actually have increased protein needs. And not to mention, I weighed damn near 200 pounds. I weighed about 192 pounds at this time. So not only was I eating, I think I was eating like 90 grams of protein a day, which 
isn't like that low. That's like eating 30 grams of protein three times a day, right? Like that's a perfectly reasonable amount, but it wasn't nearly enough for my new body (laughs) and it wasn't nearly enough for breastfeeding. And then you add a calorie deficit into that. So my milk supply was like, no. And so it's like, instead of using the resources that were stored on my body, my body was like, we will pull the milk supply and starve your baby, which I'm like, no, 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 starve me, starve me, (laughs) get rid of the body fat, right? So that was like a bit, that was just like a big one for me. And I had to really be intentional to get it up closer to 160 grams a day, night and day different. My daughter was happier. I could lose, like it was yeah, it, and it took a while for me to realize what was going on, but that allowed me to eat in a calorie deficit while maintaining my milk supply in the beginning. And I think that's a mistake a lot of us make, you know, in the beginning, because so many people talk about how you cannot lose weight while you're breastfeeding, which I strongly disagree with, but I do understand how they could believe that because I did struggle with that in the beginning. Okay, well, we're at like a half an hour at this point. I, you know, I do prefer recording a longer episode because I only record once a week. So I really want to talk your ear off, but I just don't have much more to say. So I think I'm just going to finish this off with an unpopular opinion. I didn't have one that was standing out to me. So I like, I Googled these unpopular opinions and I wanted to kind of just share my take on them because these are real unpopular opinions. And somebody said, close relationship with your exes are a healthy part of life. Strong strong disagreement. I would say like if you share a child together, like you should try to remain civil, but like I have this friend who how do I say this? Her her husband's ex is a little too involved with his family and it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Like why? Let it go. And I I was watching like a Christmas movie on, I think it was called Merry Xmas or something. I think it's on Hulu. I can't remember which one it's on. But it was the same thing where the family like invited the ex to Christmas. And of course, like happily, I'm sure it's going to be happily ever after. I didn't finish the movie, but like whatever, right? Like, oh, all these mistakes he made and that's why they're not together. And now they will fix it. I'm sure, I, I'm imagining that's what happens, right? I don't know. But anyway, I I don't know. I do believe like when you break up, you break up for a reason, so that's that's not really a hot take that I agree with. Um, somebody said it's better for some couples not to have children. I I would agree. So let let me talk about this for a second. Having kids is wild. It is magical. Don't get me wrong. Like I love being a mom. It's brought so much meaning to the holidays. So many amazing things. But like I could I can genuinely find appreciation in both sides. Like if you are in a season where you real are kind of realizing you're probably not going to have kids, there is a level of freedom with that that is like incredible, right? Like that, that freedom is so gone for me. It, I'm never getting it back, you know, and that was you, – you have to go through that grieving process when you become a mom. But I don't know. I don't blame people for not having kids. Yeah, I get it. Um, this next one said political correctness is killing free speech. Hmm. So here's the thing. Free speech is free speech. Like you can say what you want. Free speech means you won't get arrested, right? That's what free speech means. There can still be consequences for saying something. Like if I said something like wildly racist on my podcast, right? 
there's going to be consequences for that. It doesn't mean I don't have the freedom to say it. It's like, no, you're still a terrible person and people are going to call you out for that, right? (laughs) Um, And then like maybe the people who are hosting your podcast are like, we're not going to keep you on because that's not cool, right? So yeah, like I don't know. I do feel like sometimes people mix up freedom of speech and like also, I, I don't know, where do you guys stand on this? Um, now, with that being said, like I, I definitely think sometimes companies need to chill out on what they censor for sure. But yeah, there's just a happy medium with that. I don't know. I don't have like a super hot take on that. Um, somebody said getting married solves most of your problems in life. Well, in terms of cost of living right now, having dual income helps, right? But getting married, I don't know. It just didn't change that much for Cameron and I. We were already living together. I don't know. Somebody said money can buy happiness. Money can buy freedom. And free, like freedom of your time is ultimate happiness. Like having ultimate choice of what you do with your time that is huge because then you get to spend time with your loved ones without like feeling like you have to be doing something else. Mm, somebody said marriage is more about business and less about love. I've heard this before and I disagree. I don't think marriage is a business arrangement and that makes me sad that people feel that way. Yeah, I don't agree with that. Uh, people who are nice just want something from you. Mm, no, that's weird. No. I don't agree with that. Somebody said, I prefer eating alone over eating with my spouse. Literally could not disagree more. I love eating with my husband. I hate eating alone. I want to eat everything with him or just with people. I don't like eating alone. It's less fun when I'm enjoying something by myself. Uh, Okay, that's, yeah. Receiving gifts as a love language is well-packaged greed. I disagree, and whoever wrote this doesn't understand that love language. That love language simply means you like having physical mementos that represent, that have like sentimental value. My mom is definitely that person. I do think people who have receiving gifts as their love language are kind of hoarders. Do you know what I mean? Because they end up holding on to all that stuff. Uh, traveling is a waste of money. Ooh, wow. That's a hot take, but I don't disagree. It just depends on the season, but like traveling is so expensive and it just feels like a lot of work for kind of small moments. I don't know. I'm I'm more one that I have always dreamed of creating a life. I don't need a vacation from, you know? And I feel like I'm really off track from that right now. Like I, st- I, I, I love my life. I do. I love my life. But I still find myself craving these vacations. And I'd love to set my life up a little bit more where I don't feel like I need that, you know. And I just, I don't like waiting in lines, going on airplanes, and like not having the conveniences of home. I'm a homebody through and through. So I want my home to feel like just a getaway. But gosh, is there anything better than a shower at a hotel? Just that endless hot water. Somebody said your body adapts when you don't wear deodorant. Strong disagree. Whoever you are, you don't sweat enough. Okay? 
I am several years into not wearing toxic deodorants. I've given up on the natural stuff and I use lemon wedges and that's the only thing that like kind of works. But yeah, it's a it's a blessing that I don't I, that I don't like work outside the home. Uh, people need a license to have kids. I don't disagree. I don't know. Like I don't, I, I definitely don't want the government to get involved with that, but like, yeah, like I, I think there should be some guidance on getting through that newborn stage and like, you know, people healing thing. I don't know. There's a lot that goes into being a good parent, I think. And it takes a lot of intention and effort. There's nothing wrong with walking barefoot in public. This is, why is this so fun to me to read these? I, as far as walking barefoot in public, I think that's great. I know some people think that's gross. I think it's great. I think feet are meant to be barefoot. I'm sorry. Cancel culture is scary, too powerful, and unproductive. I hate cancel culture, which is kind of funny because I feel like I'm probably like sounding like I, from what I said above, like I'm okay with cancel culture people do what you want do what you want but like I am not going to be a part of cancel culture okay this is what's going to happen if somebody says something like horribly offensive or something like I really disagree with then I simply don't engage with them anymore I don't care if you engage with them but like for me it's just not for me anymore (laughs) I don't feel the need to try to ruin their life or like ruin their careers or like anything like that. It's just not for me. So, but yeah, cancel culture. The, it's it's kind of wild. Like what? And it, I can only imagine. We, they were talking about it on a different podcast I was listening to when somebody almost gets famous for being canceled. So they've never had this much attention for before, and it's all bad attention. Like that's that sucks, man. <laughs> that sucks. I feel like I don't know. Yeah, I I will never partake in cancel culture myself. Um, trust in a relationship is overrated. Hard disagree. I think trust is like one of the most foundational things in a relationship. Once trust is broken, it's so hard to build it back up. Um, your dreams can show you your future. That's inspiring. That's an inspiring opinion. I would like to believe it's true, but like when I was little, I was certain I'd be Britney Spears by now and it has not happened. Okay, let's do one more. Dogs are loud and cats are smelly by a fish. You know what? We're going to end on that one. And this is a hot take, but like, I'm just like anti-pets in this chapter of my life. It's because I have small kids. I don't, so I don't need any more dependence. I don't need all that. But like, yeah, yeah dogs are loud like the barking the all that like cat litter boxes are kind of gross like it's just it's a lot I get why people have pets and I used to be like all about the pets like I couldn't get enough I would have like a hundred it's just so hard with kids you know I I do look forward to a time where like the kids are somewhat independent and I don't have to like feed a dog every day you know all that kind of stuff and I know that's like so messed up to say because it's like I re- I'm in the good times right now and I need to like revel in it <clears throat> but who it's a lot of work it's a lot of work so yeah I think we'll end on that one this was fun this was fun so I hope you guys have a wonderful week and there will be 
an episode next week for Christmas. You're welcome. Something for you to listen to while, I don't know, I don't know, just sometime during the week. Who knows when you'll listen to it. But thank you for being a listener of the Hit Bodies podcast. I hope you consider joining us for the workouts. I Like I said, I'll be opening registration this week and it'll kind of just stay open um, until the new year. And I really, I just, I would love to have you. I would love to be your workout buddy. This is going to be the ultimate shred. We have an amazing planner. I'm doing everything I can to keep you on track and motivated. So this is the year that you keep your new year's resolution and you can rock a super hot bod this summer. Okay. All right. Love you. Have a good day. Bye.